Figure It Out Podcast. Living that marketing life. Fuel marketing through education, inspiration, and motivation. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode or any other episodes, suggest it to someone who may enjoy it as well. Here is your host, Frankie Enzi. What's up, listeners? Today's guest is dedicated to helping you understand your body, optimize your overall well-being through personalized health and wellness. He's a dad. He has his own podcast, and he knows his stuff about the health industry. Ladies and gentlemen, Harry Goon. Welcome to the Figure Out Podcast from Personalized Health Center Clinic, Harry Gooman. How are you today? I'm excited. I've been trying to reach you, and I'm starting to think you're Batman because you're out no, of all the time. No, I know you, we just had that uh, connection back and forth, but uh, it took us, what, three weeks to get this organized? Yeah, no worries. Uh, Shout-outs to Mel for setting this up. Yeah, and then uh, Caroline set you up. I think it's better when I... When I start to do things like scheduling on my own, I start to realize that it's better when I let my the, the girls at the office do it because they're able to do it quickly, right? right. They, so, they know your schedule better than you do. That's right. That's right. And you know, but they have my schedule right in front of me. So sometimes, you know, me and you, we first had our conversation by, via phone and I was driving, you were doing something. And I said, okay, let's do it. Then it's like, I can't, you know, I'm driving, so I'm not going to start texting and putting it into my phone so i should have just got them to call you from the get-go to organize it so i apologize but it's we're here so let's do you know, it it's a saturday afternoon morning so it's good perfect so yeah I've, I've wanted to get like a someone in the health industry for a while the way like how fast is changing and like especially with social media and we'll get into that later like and all the myths that are coming out and all these new recipes and all these influencers who say they know what they're talking about so I've, i'm happy to get someone who's like well known in ottawa has a good reputation so tell us a little bit about how you got into the health industry from, you know, maybe at a younger age up till now? So for me, you know, uh, when I was 23 years old, I just finished graduating from university and my father is an accountant and uh, he did the accounting for a health food store in Smith Falls, Ontario. So they were looking to actually sell that store and I just finished school and I actually wanted to be a police officer. And so then at that time, they weren't really hiring too many police officers. So my dad said, why don't you buy this store? Because I was playing rugby at the time. So I was taking supplements. I was lifting. And he said, as you start to do your policing, right? He goes, then you can always either get rid of it or you can hire people to run it. So what happened is I ended up purchasing a supplement store at 23, July 7th, 2003. I purchased a store called uh, New Global Vitamins. I took it over. When I was 25, I met a mentor by the name of Charles Poliquin. And he said, hey, you're really good at this. And so then the policing dream died and then dream of becoming, you know, being a nutritionist, working with athletes, working with people just kind of grew from there, took some courses, became a nutritionist. And then in 2012 to 2014, my nutritional consulting practice really started to take off. And I had both at the time, but the life-changing moment for me of when I wanted to actually start working with nutrition was when my daughter was born in 2009, we went through a lot of issues with her skin 
and digestive issues. And so we realized after going through all the testing that she was allergic to eggs. So at that time, I, I owned the health food store. I was working with some people. I realized that we actually could be doing all the wrong, wrong programming for people because we're making generic type of diets. We're not taking into consideration their digestive system, their uh, immune system, their energy, their what they're trying to achieve because everybody's different. And you know, later on, as you see now, it's very much about personalized and people are doing genetic testing to really figure out what's the best way for their bodies. So at that time, I decided that we closed the, the supplement store and actually turned it into a health food store. And then eventually in 2014, I closed the health food store down completely. Then in 2015, April 1st, I started Personalized Health Center full-time. So kind of that's been the direction of how it worked out was graduated university, life-changing moment for me and my family with my daughter, realizing that we had to figure out a better diet for her. And then in 2014, I just couldn't handle both locations. And I didn't believe in a lot of the stuff that I was selling at health food stores. And people didn't need as much of the supplements when I actually tweaked their diet. And I said to my wife, I'm like, I kind of feel like a, a con now sometimes at the supplement store because I know how they can actually help themselves. So 2015, I started a full-time personalized health center. And since then, it's just been, you know, just helping people get better, right? That, that's, in, that's interesting because... You know, it's it's unfortunate that you had this scare, but if it if it didn't happen, you wouldn't have pivoted your approach. Yeah, I think that you know when you talk to a lot of people in health, or when you see people, you know, I always kind of listen to a lot of podcasts on people who found their passion project, and a lot of it comes down to some kind of personal experience or life changing moment that happened to them. So, I think that there just was for me of this relationship of. You know, I saw my wife crying. I saw my daughter scratching her skin. And, you know, she's one years old. She's got no hair. She just scratched it all off because she's got hives everywhere. And I just said to myself, you know, people can't live like this. And we've got to make sure that there's, we're talking about it and we're trying to explain to people more about their body instead of making things up generically, right? I think, I think that's great because it gives you a chance to build a better connection and relationship with your clients. Not, here's a generic diet, call me in a week. You know, you're like, this is good for you. You have this body type, this digestive system. This, this is, this is catered to you. Don't, don't share this with your family and friends. Like this is for you. If they need something on their level, then contact us. You know, because I think yeah, it's great because you're, you're, you're focusing and concentrating way more on the person rather than just an overall approach, right? I think that you know, I think a lot of concepts. You know, I always tell people nutritionally, eighty percent. If you went to a dietitian, nutritionist, personal trainer doesn't matter who it is, you see 80% is going to be about the same recommendation, right? The last 20% is the finesse, the connection to both of us, and the connection to what your body's actually telling us. What is it telling us that we need to change? Or what is it telling you that it likes and it doesn't like? Instead of working off emotion and just a diet, it's like, how do we figure out what's best for you? Now, it takes a little bit more time. It's a little bit more frustrating, but when you actually put all the pieces together and you're, and you're looking at the information, year, two years down the road, it's probably the best investment you'll ever make because you know exactly how to eat for yourself and how to maximize each scenario for your own potential. So you, you opened up in 2015, what is that, six years later now, just over six years. How has things changed with technology and research and just like g gathering data for, because when I was younger, there was definitely none of this, like. You know, you have, an, you have a watch now in your hand that tells you everything pretty much. So how have you transitioned and embraced the change of like technology and measurement data and stuff like that? 
One thing that, you know, technologies, uh, I, I always say everything's a blessing and a curse, right? Like, you know, technology is a blessing because it gives you the opportunity to have tangible goals. It gives you the opportunity to have some immediate information to help you understand your body. But so that's the blessing part, right? You always have some kind of tracking methodology to check yourself, right? Curse is, is that the problem that we do as society is that we believe the data every minute of the day and we forget to learn and really get inside of our own skin, understand what that data is telling us and how do we need to make adaptation against that data so that we learn our own body so that we don't need that data anymore, right? We don't need to wear a sleep tracker anymore or we don't need to wear a heart rate monitor anymore because we are, you have the adaptability and the information and the connection to your own body to build it yourself so that long-term, you just know what to do. You don't have to be like, I have to have these 50 different softwares. I got to do it this way because this way it says like, hey, that's great, but how are you building your own like connection? So I think it's good though. I, you know, I still think that you know, the step tracker to me is one of the best forms of technological change that we've made only because it, you know, everything comes down to, you know, breath, movement, and eating and all that stuff. So I just say to myself, most people are unaware that how walking or just taking 10,000 steps a day can really be good for your health. And it over carries into a lot of different areas. So I like it. But uh, some technology can be overwhelming. But we use a lot of things in our office. Like we use a whoop band. I tell my clients to get, get a, a step counter. But, you know, a lot of my stuff is done manually too, right? Just asking you 15 questions every day or every week so that you can also build that connection with your body. So we, we use both. I think there's, there's pros and cons to everything. And I think we need it in the beginning to help learn our body. But I think long-term, I don't think we should have to use it every day so that we can build that connection for our own. So what you're kind of saying is like, at first kind of use it to like have a, have a starting point. And as you gradually be consistent with taking care of your body that you won't need it anymore. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a nutritionist. I tell my clients, I say, you know, if we do our job correctly, we should be, if we see each other five to eight times in a year, we should be able to teach you a lot about your body. That if you need me long-term, maybe it's just for accountability or you've got different goals that you want to change towards. But, you know, a lot of my clients will see me five to eight times in a year. You know, they say that we've, they've learned enough now that they're able to continue on their own. Do you have any like stories with clients that, wow, like this is a transformation where you were, you were from here, now you're here. And it's like, it's, it's not the same person kind of thing. Do you have any, anything that stands out? Well, I think we, we go through that. We have a lot of them on our website. But yeah, I mean, one that stands out right now in my head, I got a couple, right? I got some good ones. I got one lady. She's been with me since back when I owned a health food store in Smith Falls, Ontario. And I wasn't even a nutritionist at that time. I was just helping her with her supplements, kind of helping her with her diet. So she's probably known for me close to a decade. About three years ago, she had a health scare. Uh, she broke her hip, actually. Uh, slip. You remember when we had that lot of ice and snow that year? I think it was two or three years ago, and she slipped and broke her hip. We helped her, like obviously she gained some body fat, gained some weight, lost her health. As she started to regain it, we got it somewhere. But then she had another scare on her hip a year later, right? Like kind of just tweaked it, and you know then again gained a whole bunch of weight and just kind of lost her way with her health. Last year, uh, we've been working with her. And I think her weight was like, I forget her weight, but I know her body fat was like something like 22%. And she came in this year 
Uh, we did her body fat, and I think she was down something close to 25 pounds. She's like 14.9% body fat, lifting weights, almost six-pack abs. Wow. You know, 60-year-old woman who owns her own company, just kind of, you know, had the two health scares and just was like, I'm never going to go back to that. I want to be in the best shape of my life and just did it, right? So I like that. I like those kind of stories because, you know, it's the it's actually – more real in my opinion if i can use that word with quotations because it's she had the health care she got better she had another health care and then she just got like amazing like she just didn't mess around so there's things like that or one of our clients reverse type 2 diabetes she was on 12 meds to only go down to three meds that's a great story it took her eight months and she was able to understand that you know lifestyle food choices exercise were linked to her 12 medications not a deficiency in them. And just like the everyday person who just said, you know, I remember two years ago having a conversation. She goes, you know, Harry, if you die tomorrow, which she goes, not say it in a bad way. She goes, I really, I know how to eat food and I know how to auto-regulate for the day and I know how to pick my food and what to eat and how to do it. And I, you know, it's just, it's just a rewarding experience when people start to just understand more about food and their body, right? Weight loss is fun, but to be honest, where I'm at right now and how I've helped people transform their life in terms of, you know, they're better parents or they're better people. Like I just say to myself, we got to make better people before we got to make them lean. Right. You know, if you, your energy sucks, like I hate people saying, saying, Oh, I just want to lose weight and everything's going to cure me. No, it's not. You've got to fix your energy. You've got to fix your digestion. You've got to fix your relationship with food. You've got to learn food. You've got to incorporate walking and eating and exercise and sleep and bring it all together. And then when you transform all those departments, they just come back and they're like, we feel amazing. And then the byproduct is some weight loss. And then you can actually do some weight loss with them. But so I, I just love learning, hearing from people how they just feel so much better and they're better humans. And then they get become better parents, better spouses, better employees, better CEOs, whatever they do. It's just, that to me is the most rewarding part of the whole, if you say journey of a client. I think that's cool because you, you, you're helping them more than just like physically you're helping them mentally and then their energy which they probably get off you their energy is like you said like to their kids to their coworkers, to their life you know it's not just about losing weight it's literally about and i think we'll get into this more but like just the mindset of like you know it's not it's not a just losing it's not about just eating the right food you got to sleep well you got to stay hydrated you got to stretch you got to exercise you got to put the work in you you know and and yeah, like that woman you said that she, she, it sounds like she was in like two bad injuries and she's like, I'm not quitting. I'm, I'm getting, like you said, six years old, six pack. That's amazing. And how, how do you deal with kind of two part question? How do, where did your mindset come from to like, you know, stay to stay tough, stay strong, stay focused, stay concentrated. And then how do you deal with, because I'm sure you've had clients where it's like mentally they're not there. You know what I mean? Like they're not having it. They're not doing it. Like, how do you balance that with, for yourself and for others? So for myself, like, you know, I think what the, I think the interesting thing that I always try to connect to my clients is I'm no better. I'm no better. I want to eat chips or I want to eat ice cream. Like I've been telling my wife for about, for the past three months, I'm like, I want ice cream every day, right? I want it every day. So I think that one of the things is that I struggle just as much as my clients. And I want to, I love sharing that with people. And you know, I had cookies last night. I had my dessert with my family. So I think for me, you know, my fortitude, it's, it's just getting better every year, right? I don't try to rush it. I make miniature goals. I say, here's the big goal. How do I break it down into small pieces? 
and I'm still finding the right formula for myself, right? So I think that when I share that experience with my clients, they understand that it's more of a, a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think that that's why when they book in with us or when I work my clinic, we don't have one-time appointments, right? We have one version of a one-time appointment, but you're not looking for coaching. You're just looking for testing. But we really like to work with our clients for three to six times, right? Like any package you buy with me, it's either three appointments or six appointments. It's not just, or sorry, five appointments. It's not just a one-time, have a good day type of appointment. So, you know, when we build up the fortitude, the mindset, it's because we've had conversations. We, you know, I spend two hours with the clients. We have a half an hour phone call after two weeks. We have an hour. So overall, we have about six hours with the client. So we can really kind of educate them, support them, talk to them, get them to fill out food journals on a daily basis, really kind of get in and obsess about it to an extent, because that's where we're going to see the best results is when they obsess, they learn when they learn. As they, I think Tony Robbins says, where the energy goes, the focus goes, the results come. Right. So I, I'm a big believer in that. So, you know, but, you know, mindset is something that I tell people all the time to change your health. Your mindset has to come with you. Your environment has to come with you. And then the physiological changes will come. Right. But for myself, I mean, I battle with it every day. Right? I, I, I find that, you know, my wife's into it. My kids enjoy it. So I'm surrounding myself around three good people already on a daily basis, which I think is important because they know my goals. I know their goals and we all support each other. So I think it starts just back from being in the home and then it just comes from, you know, external environment. Like I'm more inspired by my clients than any, anything on Instagram, right? Cause I know their life. Like I told my client yesterday, I'm like, there's nothing more inspiring to me than a woman who owns her own company, busy, works 70 hours a week and is, taking her, her body and her nutrition and her health to the next level, snap the fingers done. How do you not get inspired to want to go work out or do it when you're like, wow, they're doing it. So it's refreshing. And, and you know, I've kind of started to look into coaching for myself. I've always had some type of coach or some type of mentor in the background to help me to call me out on my bullshit, you know, to call me out on my bullshit. And I think that we, that's why coaching is an important part of the process. So, you know, for me, I'm a work in progress too. I have my weaknesses. I have my strengths. We're all in the same boat, but you know, I, I just try to toughen up every day. It's, it's, it's intense because like, I've always liked sports and like being healthy, but I've also like had a poor diet and poor sleep and like had one too many beers. And then, you know, I'm mid thirties now. And, and I actually, so I, yeah, I went to fit house. So that's where I met Mel. And then I was addicted to it. Like right. you said, I, I made an obsession. So I was going six times a week. I was like, my hockey was getting better. My footwork was getting better. My rest was getting better. Everything was getting better. And then COVID hit thing. And then I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? So I took like a month off and then I'm getting back into it now, just in my lane way, just doing like hit exercises in my lane way from what I've learned from fit. And then kind of what you said about like uh, the Tony Robbins, like that, the, that, where you focus is where it goes. Right. And then I had this idea. I was like, you know what? I drank, you know, I drink all the time. I'm going to take August off. So I'm actually two weeks in of not any, any booze. And everyone's, like, and everyone's like, why would you pick August through that? That's the horrible month to not drink. And I was like, I've drank every August for like 15 years. I can take a month off. You know what I mean? It, 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 and like, it's true. It's like every little thing counts. Like, you know, like, okay, now I'm not going to drink. So now my next thing is going to be like, now I got to eat better. So Progression. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But how yeah. do you, I'm sure that's a big question is like, how do you, how do you handle people when they're like, when they admit that they drink and like, obviously drinking is not good for you and it's going to slow down the process. So how do you tell your clients to balance it? Well, I, so I think the key for me is 
when you come into my office, you're ready. Right. So there's a little piece of that. Right. So, you know, I always say that to my wife when I come home and I have my little venting sessions with her. She knows I need about five minutes of venting per day because, you know, I work with people. Right. And, and I think that when you come into my office and, and I'm still shocked, maybe 5% of the people that come and see me in a year um, are, are surprised by some of the changes that I make. But in my head, I say to myself, well, when you came in here, you knew I was going to change something because you have a complaint or an issue or a goal, meaning that something that you're doing today is not working towards that goal. Fair? One of my big things that my coach taught me was like the Kaizen method or the progression over perfection method, which is basically, let's just fix one or two things every couple of weeks and let's build from there. Yeah. Right? So I do have clients who are like, what do I need to change? I can do it right now. Now let's go. Like it's, it's, I, I captain, here's your things you need to go do. I'll do it. Right. That's probably about 5% of my clients. So I maybe have about 50 clients. I don't even need to see an email from them. I just know when I type up my program, it's done to about 95% on a monthly basis. I don't stress, but I'd say the other 90, 95% do need some like accountability. They need more learning. They need more, more coaching, more information. And I think that that's an important part. But, you know, when I have a client like you, I love clients like you because it's exactly what you said. It's like, I've done this for August. Or, you know, I tell people, when you're ready, you're ready. There is no, yeah. like, August or I'll wait till September. Those kind of clients, I sometimes say to myself, you know, we get people call in, they book in, like, oh, it's just not the right time. And sometimes I want to get them on the phone and just say, so when is the right time? Because, you, you know, I say that to my clients every day. You're always going to have stress. You're always going to have mental, emotional, physical, lack of sleep, food, chemical, and environmental stress. So when is the right time? And I think one of the big things that when people come into me, I said, let's just rip the Band-Aid off and start somewhere. Like you said, you just rip the Band-Aid off and said, you know, I'm just not going to drink. Hey, what a great thing to change. But you picked one thing. You identified the one thing that probably is the lowest hanging fruit of change. And as I say, common sense approach to healing your body. But just start there. But people are like, oh, I want to wait for the perfect time because I want to drink this week or that week. But, you know, one of my philosophies of my company is that I look at my client's body like a business. And one of the big things I love about doing that is when I compare people's body to their business. Because so the reason why I do that, just so you understand, is that there are three goals that clients are looking to achieve long term in life. Better health, more wealth, and more life experiences. Right? So when life experience is something like walking the most beautiful beaches in the world, we have clients that cannot leave the country because they can't get insured because of the levels of medication. So they're never going to be able to bring their grandparents, grandkids to, you know, Punta Cana and walk on a sandy beach with their feet or, you know, go back to their home countries because they're not going to get insured. So where's the life experience in that? When I start to look at clients' bodies like a business, I say the reason why is because when you go to work, there is no emotion. It's just, this is what we need to do. This is the goal. This is how we get there. Let's get there. Because there's never going to be a right time. We know that in business, right? You know, you're starting, you know, whatever work people do, I said, there's no right time. If somebody, if your boss calls you and says, we have a project due tomorrow, let's get in there and work overtime. You're like, yeah, let's go, right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, for me, I, I, I'm a big fan of like, let's just start, rip the Band-Aid. I always tell my clients in my office, pick the 10%. Pick the 10%. Pick the three things that you know common sense approach should be changed today. That's why when clients come into my office, ask them to fill out the dietary food log on a daily basis. And then I get them to fill out a 17-page assessment form 
I said, let's attack this nip, right? Because this is going to give us some high return on investment. So uh, booze, one of the reasons why I generally ask my clients that for two weeks to 30 days to cut out booze, if they drink more than two drinks per week, if they drink under two drinks per week, I'm cool with it. Like I don't even ask them to cut it out in the beginning um, because I think there's probably, you know, there's some people who drink and there's some people who don't drink, right? And if you're drinking less than two drinks in a week, for me, it's probably not the lowest hanging fruit of change. Right, there's probably something else I need to change that's going to give me a higher return on investment. But more than three or four, uh, the only issue I have with booze is uh, that number one, it's a poison, so we know that. Right, number two is that it's what comes with it. It's one drink, two drinks, bag of chips, (laughs) and then it's then it's three drinks, and then it's you don't sleep properly because we know that alcohol affects sleep quality. Then you wake up in the morning, you're feeling groggy. Then you're tired, you're lazy. What do you do? You just give in to eating a drive-through sandwich. So now you've written off almost a day of good eating food, but as you get older, you can't recover from that, right? So now you're feeling lethargic for three or four days, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, we're not there. And you know, the number one thing that people come into my office for, you know what it is, it's energy. It's the number one thing on my sheets. And when people come into my office is that they're looking for energy because I always believe energy is the root of healing. So you know, when I start to work with clients, I have to really talk them backwards in the beginning because they want to go gung-ho. Yeah, let's make all these changes. I'm like, you know, when you're working 40 to 70 hours a week and you've got kids or you've got lots of things on the movement and you're already got a lot of stress, it's like, you know, I think you've probably, I usually have the conversation, I think you've probably done that before where you've tried to change too many things at once, right? Why don't you look at this from a 60-day to a 90-day to a one-year commitment and realize that we need to help you retain, maintain the information and the results that we give you. So why don't we just change two or three things at a time, right? And then build into it. And then we can start to do more aggressive, but aggressive will come because you've built up your tolerance to be able to handle it, right? So for me, that the mindset comes with conversation and understanding the client and where they're at. That was, that was, that was deep, man. That was super deep. Right. So, so yeah, going back to like, um, you know, people who can't get health insurance or like go travel with their family. It's to me, it's, it's not about, it's not about you. You know what I mean? It's not about me. It's about, you know, my family's concerned. My friends are concerned, you know, um, I don't, like, I don't have kids or, you know, but like, it's not about you. You know, it's like, you need to be healthy for others. Like you need to show them the way you need to let them know that, you know, there's positives out of like staying focused and working out and like taking care of your body. Cause if you don't, no one wants to be, like you said, no one wants to be around you. Like, yeah, like you drink. Okay. Yeah. One drink turns into three, turns into a bag of chips, turns into late night food turns into the next morning and it's like a whole write-off and kind of kind of like I like my August summer days being energetic and having more free, like I'm more I can do more you know but yeah it's funny I say that to people I'm like so in the summer you want to drink every night but you have the longest days of the year <laughs> right and then you're going to be sleeping half those times because you're hungover or you're just going to be groggy and eating junk food when you could be outside with your shirt off feeling great having like I say having a drink I think there's something about social connection uh, that I believe in, right? I, I, I always tell my clients, if you're going to have bad food, have it with people. Be European about it, right? Like, <laughs> eat with people, have fun and laugh and do that. But if it's a Tuesday night and you had a bad day and you need an alcoholic drink, I'm like, now it's a drug. You do yeah. realize that. Or junk food is a drug because you're using it as your capacity to cope. Not a good thing. But when you're out with friends and, you know, you've probably had a couple of too many you know, one or two drinks and maybe add a little bit of a meal off. We had it with friends. The next day you wake up, you're like, I'm fine. I'm still going to attack my day. You know, I think there's something to be said about that connection phase with other people. But 
you know, I, I love what you're doing. You're just saying, you know what? I'm just going to pick the lowest hanging fruit. Let's change it. Let's go. Cause there is no right time. There is never going to be a right time. You're never ready. Like, ne- like if you're, if you're waiting to get ready, it's too late. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So now, there, there's times for different phases of eating, which is something I talk a lot about in my office. Right. So, you know, if you're going to go to the cottage, you know, if you're going on vacation for five weeks, maybe not the best time to worry about weight loss. Maybe it's just more about like, Hey, how are you going to survive this vacation? so that you can add enjoyment and you can still stick to making sure that when you get back from vacation, you don't need a vacation from your vacation because you ate like junk and just party like, you know? So I think there's, you know, having structure and organization, just like, you know, again, it comes back to like a business, like money, you know, you're on vacation. You don't just say, here's my credit card. I'm going to swipe and max it out every day. Well, you can't do that with your health either. So there's just, you know, but when you're on vacation and you're on the nice beaches in the world and you're in Italy and, little nonna comes out and says here have a slice of pizza i don't want you to say no to that experience yeah. Yeah. but if it makes you feel like garbage for three days let's not eat it yeah, right or sure. you know did what did you eat that day did you do any exercise did you need to start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning all the way till midnight and eat junk food at every meal probably not and so there's structure there's phases there's timing there's quarterly goals so it's just kind of like when you start to really bring it back to how you run your business you know, how you run yourself at work. If you bring a lot of those habits into your health, you just start to apply them and drop the emotion and just think logically about things. I think a lot of things will get done and your health will improve pretty quickly. It's uh, what is, what is the, what's the expression? A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. Uh, yeah, I know. I haven't heard that one. I haven't uh, heard that. One. What's his name? Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. I kind of want to ask you about like, because I, I listened to your podcast this morning and we'll, we'll talk about that too. Social media, like, Kind of, uh, kind of a two-part question. Like, how do you use it for your business and exposure? And what do you think of all these like health gurus on social media, like using social media and kind of, like kind of you said earlier, being a con? Well, I think it's a blessing and a curse, right? Okay. So I think the one thing about social media that we can all agree to is access to information, right? Access to what people are doing. Being able to express myself and how I do things for my family and my health and my business. I mean, it's all over social media, or I can share a client's journey of what they did so that you may be able to connect with that person. That maybe that's what I need. So I think access to information, access to seeing what goes on in people's days, access to motivation, access to, um, you know, people that you would never get to know about, like, you know, what they do in a day. Like, you know, I like Gordon Ramsay or I like, you know, I follow a couple of like famous athletes and it's just super cool to see what they're doing. Right. So yeah. It, yeah. it's kind of like there's inspiration, but on the, on the cons, on, on the, on the curse side is that some of it's bull. It's all fake. Yeah. Right? Like, I know for a fact, I've seen people's social media and it's not who they are. It's yeah. not even what they do. It's, it's not even their pictures. It's, it's fake. So I'm like, but you know, money does things to people, right? It's a good tool, but I think that it can be also a bad tool, but I think that it's how you take it. And, you know, I always take things for what I call 50-50. So when I read it, I'm like, this seems pretty legit, right? But, you know, I'm, I'm also a person who has worked with over 4,500 people. I kind of know what works and what doesn't work and what's real, what's not real. And when something's fake, I can kind of sniff it out a little bit. I think it's, I think it's good. I think as a business, I think that it takes up a lot of, I think it takes up a lot of time, but it can be very encouraging when you get, you know, you get three or four DMs being like, that was super thankful. Like I connected with that post. So there's lots of rewards, but you know, you can also get the trolls or like, that's stupid. Or I don't agree with you or this and that. You're like, okay, well, you know, so I think it's like, I follow the Joe Rogan rule. Like you post up some stuff, try not to read the comments too much, 
I read them and I'll try to respond to them as best I can. I mean, look, we don't have a, I don't have a massive following. I think I have like 650 followers on my personal and maybe 2,300 on ours, but they're all localitarians. So that's something I pride myself on is that, you know, I always tell my staff when we do our social media, we're not doing it to advertise to the people in Montreal. I really want to make sure that our followers are from Ottawa. They're from our market. They're from our people because that's who I'm trying to connect with. I don't, I don't want to be a worldwide brand. I just want to be really good at what I do in Ottawa, right? I, I love my city. I think it's a great city, tons of great people. And there's enough people in our community that we can help. It's it's perfect because like, you, yeah, you don't want to go too broad. You want to keep it local. You want to keep it specific. And how, how, like, how, do you get a lot of trolls? Like, like are there a lot of trolling? Not really. I mean, not really, not really. I mean, we get a couple of people who say some stuff about what we do, but it doesn't make a difference to me because you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the 80, 20 rule, right? So for me, I know that we're going to be able to help a specific group or, you know, what's, what's the word they call now your tribe. I just connect to people I connect with. Right. And, uh, and you know, I always tell people coaching or nutrition or anything you do is pretty easy because it's all going to be 80% the same concept. It's the finesse and the connection you have with that person that's going to be able to get yourself into their shoes, into their mind, into their day, closing your eyes and really visualizing how they go. Now, for me, I'm 40. I have two kids. My wife's a, a partner at a major firm in Ottawa. So she's, you know, she's crushing it. And so I can put myself in people's shoes very quickly because I've been through it, right? Like yeah. I get that you're, you're a mom and that you're going to be having your kid. You had your first kid. You want to get your shape back. And then you're like, once you get your shape back for three to six months, then you're going to want the next kid. And they tell them, I was like, how'd you know that, Harry? I'm like, because I've been through it, right? Or, you know, you're a dad and your wife's at home and you're trying to work, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. Your wife's on mat leave. I know what's going to happen when you come home because either your wife's going to be tired or you've got to pick up the slack around the house or you're going to have a little bit of mental, emotional stress. But you're also going to be super motivated to want to go out and crush your world because, you got motivated by your kid. You want to give them the best world, right? So there's all these things that come with just natural experience and connecting to clients, right? It's not just easy. Here's a diet, go do it. It's kind of really trying to understand who your client is and what they do. So it, it, it can be a lot of rewarding, but it's a lot of just experience of working with people. You, you really, it sounds like you really, yeah, you really get into their head and like, like you close your eyes and you are imagining what their day is and what their energy is like. So I think, that's really big. It's a big, big difference from other people. And I, I like that because, yeah, I've been to gyms when the guy's just like, I can see him rolling his eyes like, hey, good job, buddy. Or like, you know, this and that and not, not like putting 100% into their clients. So I, I think it's great that, you know, you definitely sound like you really care and like, like you treat it like a business and you put all your effort into it. And it happens to me too, right? Like that happens to me too, where I don't get motivated with a client because I'm trying, right? Like you're trying, you're emailing them, you're calling them, you're trying to get them to do stuff. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, I'm doing this, doing that. But they're not, they're not, they're not in. Yeah. Right. Like you're in. Like you call a client and they're doing something, or they're, you know, it. You sometimes burn out of that relationship too, both ways, right? Because, and sometimes you just can't connect with everybody. But yeah, I know. I, th I think it's, I think it's important just to really connect with your practitioner. That's why I tell people it's just, it's all about connection. I had a, I was listening to a YouTube, I forget his name, but he said that if his client doesn't get better. 10% a week or something or something like that. He just, I don't, I don't want you as a client anymore. It's like, you're making me look bad, you know? So I think there's, I think there's something to it. So I think there's a, a formula that even I haven't figured out yet, but it's good and bad. So I think that's a good thing, right? I think it's a good thing in terms of the fact that 
when you sign on, you got to be ready. Right. And I, and I think that, you know, joining or working with a nutritionist or trainer or practitioner, you got to be in, right. It's not yeah. just us. Like I tell, I have this thing in my office, my seven things that I focus on, which is eat right, move right, poop right, sleep right, love right, drink right, talk right. So I tell people, start eat right, poop right. Yeah. So, so for me, that's like my seven tenets of how we're going to rebuild your foundation of your health. And what I mean by love right is that you have to love yourself and have that natural, like intrinsic factor to want to get better. Right. Mm -hmm. And some days you're just going to need a coach to lean on to like need a motivation to have like a good conversation to kind of get you re we fired up. We all need that. Right. We all need that. I need that. You need that. They need that. There's other, but if, as a coach, we have to carry everything every day and we got to have a phone call with you every day. It's like, you know, like what's going on there, right? Okay. So I think that you want to have, you want to push your client for 10%, but you know, interesting clients want that too. Like I get tons of clients, like if I don't see the result, I'm not going to want to do this. I'm like, okay, but you have to understand the goal dictates the protocol and then the protocol we have to make sure fits for you because if I overextend you, then you're going to quit anyway. It's just, it's a vicious circle, Right. So I just believe that we've got to rip the bandaid off. You've got to start getting better and there should be, you know, three to 5%. You've got to, you've got to progress hundred percent. I believe there's a progression, but you know, I go see a shaman. Okay. So I go see like someone to talk to about it. So my doctor, my wife, me personally, you know, talking to a somebody about what goes on in my day, because, you know, I could have clients crying. I could have clients yelling. I could have clients happy. So, you know, and when you're seeing anywhere from like six to 12 people in a day, it's a lot of emotion, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I think one thing as a nutritionist is that, you know, I think the wave of the language of the way the healthcare system is working is changing a little bit. Like they'll call doctors primary care, which they are. But in, in my opinion, I think they're secondary care because I'm more primary than they are because I'm going to talk to my client every day, right? So primary care, meaning like, I'm going to help them with their food on a daily basis. I want to help their digestion. If they have a sleep issue, they're calling me. So I think that when I'm working with my client, they're, you know, we're, we're feeling a lot of their emotions. And when I talked to my shaman, she said this to me about, you know, change. She goes, the people are going to be hesitant towards change. I said, I agree. hundred percent agree. She said, if you tell them once, you just need to educate them more. And they weren't able to do it. They didn't maybe understand it. Number two, if they don't do it the second time we have a chat, then it's like, okay, maybe they need more education and they need more handholding behind it and they need to be challenged for two weeks, right? Like, hey, just do this for two weeks this way, see what happens. Let's collect the data and see what happens, right? Like sometimes you just need to challenge them. Third time, really, they just don't want to do it. Yeah. So I think that we, as practitioners, like I probably as I get older and I see less clients because I'm not seeing as many as I used to, I'm probably a little bit more direct after a while but like, do, do you want to do this or not yeah. right or like i swear with clients a little bit more now because they i get revved up about it because i already know what we need to do right like i, I kind of have an idea of what needs to be done but sometimes i just get frustrated people because like oh, i need to take a break or i need to do this like why you're just there we're here we're, we're like in the final stretch let's go you know don't quit now and let's take a okay we can do a maintenance phase or something like that so uh, i think that there's healing on all aspects and, and and like you said about that where it comes back to that question if they don't see 10 percent increase it's there i think that that can only go so far before the client burns out 
and we've got to connect with our client, understand what their environment looks like first. But yeah, if first time they just didn't do it, they need more education. Second time they didn't do it. Third time they just don't want to do it. Yeah, you have a good approach because, you know, and plus, you, like you said, you're getting older. You don't have time for people's BS. Like, figure it out, you know, figure it out. Like, you know what you want. You know how to do it. You know how to do it. You know yeah. what they need to do. And it's on, at this, you can't hold someone's hand for so long. So I think, no, you're totally right. We're coming up to an hour, so I don't want to take that much more of your time. Um, tell I, got us about, about, I got 15, 20 more minutes. No problem. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about your social media and your podcast. So my social media, you know, I probably should be asking you, like, you know, I try to post three times. We, we've gone through some transitions with our social media. We did it ourselves. We've hired companies. We try to outsource it. But one thing I do know, it's always, I will never outsource again my social media for helping with post making because it's not authentic. So that's number one. I think that our social media that we offer right now is it may not be consistent content. That's something that we're working on and I'm working on, but when we do put out a post, I'm pretty proud of it because it's authentic and it's something that is happening that we've seen with our clients in our office. Right. So right now I'm on a big kick with our social media about what are the guarantees? So what does that mean is what's guaranteed if you told me you have an ailment or a goal or a disease that will guarantee that will help that issue. Guaranteed. Because, you know, people focus on the hack, which is, I hate hacks because all you're doing is out hacking hard work and really it's not going to be a permanent change. You know, if you say to me, Harry, uh, how do I improve my digestion? Here's 10 things I know for sure. So that's where I'm at. So, as we start to build our authenticity and our, and our structure around it, it's there. But so that's what we're trying to do, but super, we're, we're consistent, but inconsistent, right? That's the company. The company's consistent. We'll do three to four posts a week about things like, you know, so we have our structure that we do in terms of my personal, I'm, I find it very hard to do it. It takes me a lot of time. It's cause I, I overthink it and I don't think that's good enough, but a lot of my friends and my wife will tell me, well, half the stuff that you know, nobody knows, Harry. Could be the simplest thing like, hey, I don't use, I don't eat canola oil. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I add salt to my, I, I have to add more salt to my diet because I don't eat processed food. I'll take a tablespoon of honey after a workout instead of eating Gatorade. Do you know what I mean? Like just everyday things. So I struggle with it a little bit because, but I'm getting better at my personal stuff of putting stuff out there that I enjoy and that I want to talk about. So I'm more focusing on like being a dad just being trying to be like the super cool dad who's like lean fit work 60 70 hours a week and just trying to be the best person i can be and then the podcast the podcast i love but it's time right it's, it's for sure the podcast is, is a lot of time and i but i love it i love it i wish i had i wish i had more time for it uh, i try to get up a podcast a month just with different types of people but to me i think that long format you know i think that joe rogan selling his podcast at Shopify or with Spotify yeah. really, yeah. really just strengthened my belief system in podcasting as being the future of information because you can speak with experts or local people in an every way fashion and just find out every information. The news doesn't cut it anymore, no. right? Like I learn more from Joe Rogan's guests or from, you know, I listen to like my five 10 people that I enjoy, I can learn more from them about what's going on in the world and really dive in deep about that topic and understand it and feel confident about it instead of the news where it's like, you got to go research everything and be like, hey, that's not real. That's not true. Right. 
So, and you can get different views from podcasts very quickly. So, you know, for social media, we have a podcast. We spend about five to 10 hours a week on it in our company. We spend about five to 10 hours a week on social media for sure. Like my phone is full of ideas of like, like now I just type up some ideas into my phone and then every three or four days, I'll try to expand on it, expand on it. So I'm trying to get about 20 posts ahead so that I can put things out in, in the proper way. Yeah, I mean, it's for sure a lot of work and yeah, podcasts. So it, it is, I think it is one of the, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a game changer in the future. So it's, it's great that you're, you're on there as well. And if it wasn't for podcasts, we wouldn't be here right now. So. And what are you doing? Cause I know that you had explained to me about how you're trying to grow your podcast, right? You're trying to get business owner. You're, what's your goal of your podcast? Basically, there's two parts of it. One of it's kind of selfish, so greedy. Just I love talking to people, and I love talking to interesting people. And because of COVID, like I, I used to live in a different, I used to live in China, so I actually just came back to Canada. So um, I was talking to people from all over the world with, in different industries. Because if you're an expat in China, you were doing something pretty interesting. Uh, so that's one reason. I just love talking to people and having interesting conversations. And yeah, just kind of motivate and inspire and educate people in different, in you know, in business, in health, and in mindset, and you know, marketing and social media. So. Those are my big one, my big angles. I, I am I am new, so I am gonna probably pivot to different directions as I go. But it's mostly just for the interesting conversations, and like you said, like you dive in deeper, you're learning, you're learning way more than you would on the news. Where and now people have like, oh, like I'm interested in a nutritionist. Like, what, who was that guy you did, Frank? Like, oh, it was Harry. And then you know, and I've had really cool stories from it, and you know, many doors have opened, and it's only been like almost 15 episodes. So I'm excited. And so when you so what are you doing? What are you seeing? So like, what I would always like to know is, you know, what's going on in Asia? What did you do with, what was your podcast on when you were in China? No, I didn't have a podcast in China. I was just, I was, I was there, some marketing freelance work. And I, my buddy and I started like a hockey team in one of the okay. cities. So it really, it honestly, it blew up to like almost hundred players, 200 fans. We did traveling, we had events, we were on CBC. It, it kind of, it was pretty wild actually. So we, we grew a hockey team, a hockey organization in a city that's never seen hockey before in China. So it was like, it's, it was just, it was a, it was a wild ride for sure. I can probably write a book about it. So we can, we can talk about that another day. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll head off. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate, you know, you taking the time and everything you said is, to, like, I, I agree with everything you said, you know, and people need to stay focused and work hard and stay committed and, you know, treat your body like you would treat, like, I don't know, I, I, like a business, you know, take care of it, do what's right make the adjustments, focus, you know, Take so. a, I tell people, health is emotional, but sometimes it can be the piece that you need to let go of to start making the next step, right? Just collecting some data, making some changes, not trying to overthink it, not trying to like over rush it. I think one thing I'd love to leave your listeners with is think about a year, right? Like when you're working in a company, think about a year, and then you break down your quarterly goals and then you have a monthly goal. And if you can do it like that, what will happen is, is that you'll see better results at the end of the year. Cause you'll, some quarters you may not make your sales quota, but it doesn't mean by the end of the year, you're not going to get better. Right. And I think that if people just broke it down by saying, here's the four things I'm going to focus on this month. Then at the end of the year, you may be achieving eight out of 10 of your health goals, but it took you a year to get there, but you didn't have to, out hack things. You didn't have to rush it. You didn't have to do roller coaster. You didn't have to beat yourself up emotionally, socially. It doesn't have to be a big pressure thing. I think a lot of people put a pressure cooker on their health. Unless you have something immediate that is concerning, you know, most people have, are in pretty decent shape right now where they're on the cusp of you. They're going to get worse if they don't change something, right? So 
you know, I, I, and that's kind of where I leave people with all the time is don't put a pressure, don't put rush, pick one thing, do it really well. Then two weeks later, pick another thing, right? And just over execute on learning that one skill and sharpen your tools to make sure that you can really do well with that one thing that you know is going to give you a better result. And that's probably the one thing that you should probably focus on. And then every two, three weeks progress. No, you're banging on, man. So I, I hope, like, I hope this inspires other people. I hope people, you know, take a second look at their life choices and their lifestyle. And do I really need that extra beer? Do I, should I stay up watching Netflix or should I get that sleep? Should I not skip the gym today? You know, so I think I hope people get that from this conversation. And uh, yeah, once again, I appreciate your time. Uh, where can people? So, what's your Instagram handles and your website? So, my my uh, company is Personalized Health Center. It's spelled the U.S. way: C E N T E R. That's what we are on Instagram. That's what we are on Facebook. I'm Harry G One on Instagram. So, I've got my personal stuff there, and then we've got PersonalizedHealthCenter.com. And on our Facebook, on our Instagram, you can see what we're all about. On my Harry G1, that's me. That's what I do on a daily basis. I'm pretty basic. I work out, I eat, I go to work, and I come home. Right? No, man, you're and a hero. And then I'm in, in Tremblant. If I have days off, I try to get to Tremblant because we have a place there, and that's like my heaven. I love it there. I love nature. I love being outside. So we try to get up there, and the rest of them I'm in Carlton Place. So, so you can find us there. You can find anything. If you have any questions or you feel inspired to – uh, just have questions about health, like feel free to just DM me or, you know, send us an email. We're happy to kind of just answer questions. Perfect, man. Well, once again, thank you. And I hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Figure it out podcast. Living that marketing life. Marketing through education, inspiration, and motivation. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode or any other episodes, suggest it to someone who may enjoy it as well.